0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fab for Free for All,
1: and welcome to another edition of the Fab for Free for All. I'm today's moderator, Rob Leonard, and joining me today is Tony Triguardo, Howdy, and Mitch Axelrod,
0: Mini Pearl. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and uh, today is a continuation of a, a topic, a previous topic. And why are you moderating? Because Tony moderated Penny Lane and I'm and doing... he got bored. And Strawberry in order to be moderate, I'm allowing. And today we're looking at the other side of Penny Lane. It was a double A-side single. And of course we're talking about Strawberry Fields Forever. A song that was the first song to be recorded when the Beatles decided to come back after their three-month vacation, so to speak from their last tour of uh, August of 1966. If, if you look at the history of the Beatles, almost every beginning of albums, when they started to record, John was the first one to record. You know, he, he brought the song out first. And this one happened to be Strawberry Fields Forever, something he had started to write uh, during the filming of How I Won the War, which John had a, a small part as Musketeer Gripweed. What was? What? Strawberry Fields. Strawberry Fields or Strawberry Fields, uh, was a playground
0: area near John's house. No, it was actually a Salvation Army home. But they played there. That was a, well, their they, playground. they did. I mean, actually, you know what? It was John, Pete Shotton, uh, Nigel Wally, and Ivan Vaughn. Right. Uh, they used to play there. Yeah. yeah. It was right around, actually, around the corner from John's Wilton home. Just giving a little backstory.
1: Right. And actually, it was very close. You could see, if you look at maps of Liverpool, it, yeah. you know, you could see where they would sneak through the, the hole in the fence to play there.
0: And uh, I think John's Aunt Mimi used to say that uh, they used to have every summer in uh, Calderstone's Park near Strawberry Fields, Mimi was said to have said, <laughs> that's horrible, as soon as we could hear the S- Salvation Army Band starting, John would jump up and down and say, come on, Mimi, we'll be late. So... It was always a place that it was significant to him. Right. It was, it, Musically it, and a, uh, place a place to, to play. play. You right. know,
1: you know, and I guess looking for a place to play in Liverpool was sometimes a difficult thing.
0: Yeah, d- you know. maybe.
1: So the, we're going to talk about this song the way we talked about Penny Lane and uh, go in depth on the writing of the song, how it was recorded. It was a difficult song to for John to get out of his head and onto a guitar and onto a recording tape. Uh, there were several versions of it
0: there are full bootlegs of just talking yeah. yeah. i mean full yep. bootlegs of just strawberry fields yeah so so it's a significant for him because they took a lot of time unlike a lot of other songs this one was recorded uh, i believe over a 5 week span yeah, it went from
1: november of 66 to the beginning of january 67 let's think about course. it this
2: way
0: 45
2: hours worth of recording time to do this one
0: that's a song. lot
2: right. the beatles first album Took nine hours. Took nine hours.
0: Nine and a half, whatever.
2: So, yeah. So you're talking about this one song took five five times (laughs) longer to record than the Beatles' first album.
0: I mean, think about that. Pretty mind-boggling. Well, not only mind-boggling, but think about how important this song must have been to John to convince the others, because when george came to them later and said we have to do 169 takes of not guilty how mind numbing that was i know it was a george song right. so they all but they didn't care as much so to speak but think about 45 hours
1: it's also just the way i think john worked when given the time you know john tended we know the history of of john lennon as someone in the recording studios he was always wanting to record fast, when the red light went on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's get it going. This is one of the few songs in his catalog where he was trying to figure out where to take the song. The words were there, the the music was basically there, he changed the key on it, he changed his tempo, uh, but this was one of the few songs he spent a lot of time, you know, he's always talked about, well, Paul would always come in and we'd spend hours and hours and and I'd yeah. get like, you know, nothing. And if you think about Across the Universe, which is probably what he was talking about, they did treat it as sort of a throwaway, but they were looking to record a single that day, and that wasn't going to be a single. I think it was the significance of the idea that he had feel in his mind with this
2: song. Yeah, Um, He was looking for a certain feel. And I think, while I think the only other song that comes close to this in terms of him looking for something very specific would have maybe been Tomorrow Never Knows, yeah.
0: Yeah, he wanted you know. this to be a gentle dreaming song, but obviously it came out a little too raucous. So it was, they then went and did a whole bunch of versions of this. But he must have conveyed that he wanted it to be something important to the other Beatles for them to take the time as well and really nurture this song for him because it was a pure John song. It wasn't like a Paul or George no. really had any yeah. input on this, except musically. Right. So, I mean, for them to go along with this and do that many hours, they must have known that it was really, really important to John to get this the way he wanted it. And also right.
1: the way John right. wrote it, too. You know, He was on the movie set of How I Won the War. You know, it was a lot of free time. So he, he worked on this song maybe longer than other songs and, and then maybe looking at the words and what he was trying to say I think I think he realized this was going to be a little more special than other songs he might have done the well, gestation period when you put everything all together was just unbelievably
2: long you know in a sense that like I said he starts the lyric you know in the middle of a field and which is interesting too he was in the middle of of I mean if you look at nine-tenths of How I Won the War. It's
0: out in the field. Right. It's out in the middle of a field,
2: and and they're playing cricket, you know, at one point, and they're, you know, the film is a, a very, very, very dark, bleak, black comedy, but you had a lot of very funny people on the right. side of the film, and I'm sure there was a lot of the guys hanging out and playing and goofing around, and maybe that's what set John back to the mode of thinking about being back in the days... And
1: if you think about it, he probably hadn't goofed around. Um, you know, he was always on tour or was in the recording studio right. with other people, especially that weren't the Beatles. Or maybe during that time,
0: maybe I mean I know I'm stretching it here, but you know that's what we do on this show. So just giving food for thought. You know, maybe he went back to Strawberry Fields, and maybe he added the word forever because you never know. Maybe it was taking forever to film the, How I Won the War. Yeah, it's possible, too, yeah. Po- I mean, yeah. really it's I mean, it, it is. But, but could be but I, think, I think it's or it more... it could be just paying the homage and well, I Strawberry think it feels is. forever. We'll always yeah. be in that little kid mode. Yes. Maybe that was yeah. more of it.
2: Yeah, you just know? stretching that to now I'm an adult and I, here I'll I am with all, think all this. Of, but it's always Strawberry Fields forever.
0: Right, I'll always you know? be back there. I'll always want to be back there. Right. Whenever I'm feeling blue, I could always think about that forever. And, you know, I'll have that time. Right. That actually makes more sense than my other stuff, so strike that. <laughs> I Never was just, mind. No, but you know what? Uh, think about it, though. What, what was going on in John's life at this point? Think about what was going on well, up to this. The Manila tour. Right. That was horrible. Right. You know, his marriage was failing. You mean the Philippines, the Philippines tour, with Manila. well, a so Manila open. incident in the, in the Philippines, Philippines yeah. Mili- in, right, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no, it's okay. Just I the, said correct it. Yeah, they were, when they were chased out of the Philippines, right. really, in a horrible, uh, bare escape, when they uh, thought that they had snubbed the Queen Imelda Marcos and the right. uh, Prime Minister's wife, or the Queen's wife? I don't the Prime, Prime Minister's wife, yeah, Imelda Marcos was snubbed by them.
1: Supposedly, supposedly the Beatles had never agreed to go visit. Yeah, her, right? They so someone had told a, her, yes, they're going to show
0: up. Narrow escape. But right. the marriage was failing. Yeah. Right. Smoking a lot he, of pot. He's, he's bored out of his skull. Smoking a lot of yep. pot. All right. Yep. And all LSD. tripping off his
1: face. Also, you got to remember, and when they came to the states on the '66 tour, the more popular Jesus quote was misinterpreted, and that you know they're the first time they're getting. You know, really bad press. R- bad press, but they're also getting tough questions from the, the, from the, yeah, the, not the like media, the, the press, we the should Beatles, say. When, yeah, it's not like the
0: Beatles, when are you going to get a haircut? Right. And, now it's like, what do you think about God yeah. and all that, and, and and Vietnam, and it's like, whoa, this is a, a little heavy.
1: Yeah, so I think that was also floating around in the background. That had never happened before.
0: You well, know, you know, he actually said in the Playboy interview, I think, or actually maybe not the Playboy it was in 1980. He said, I was different all my life. The second verse goes, no one I think is in my tree. Well, I was too shy and self-doubting. Nobody seems to be as hip as me is what I was saying. Therefore, I must be crazy or a genius. I mean, it must be high or low. And explaining that the song was psychoanalysis set to music. Where did he say that? That was in the Playboy. 1980. That was, playboy. Playboy. Okay. Yeah. that was definitely Playboy. But, I mean, think about that. He's 27 years old. Yeah. And... What else happened to everybody around him? Actually, he was 26. He was, well, he was yeah, on his I mean, way to 27. Right, right. right. on his right. way to 27. You're right. But think about it. Right around that time of a rock star's life, you're dead. Well, later not on, yet. Later on. I'm, just, I'm just saying. Right, right. You know, but think about what he, what he could have done. With himself, with all of this self-doubt well, and also, all of the garbage going on around him. He, you know what? He could have been a casualty.
2: But it also is a no one I think is in my tree. is also the idea that he is in still in the number one band in the world. Right. There is still no one else in his... And that can reflect back to his youth. You know, he may have felt like a loner as a youth. But now here he is. He's got all this fame and fortune. And truth be told, there's still no one in his tree. Right. There's no one. Well, th- only the other three And well, the only other ones that can possibly... But he never possibly... says that here. Well, right. He doesn't. You're right. He's not even just writing sharing all about feeling.
0: John like He's writing about himself it's directly. all about John. Right. It's not like, there's only three others in my tree. Right. I mean, really, he's... It's John. He's not... Well, but what is he doing now? He is on holiday, filming by himself, his first solo effort. Right. The other Beatles are not in this movie. Right. So he's not thinking about them at the time. I mean, Ringo went and visited him a lot during on the set. But he's not thinking about the other Beatles Well, now, now that touring
2: is over, let's face it, you, we've already heard George's comment, which he obviously made and the other two knew, the, the other three knew. You know, well, that's it. I'm not a Beatle anymore. You know, did they even really 100% know that this situation was going to still continue to go on forever? Now that touring was over, there may have been a thought in the back of their minds that... This could fall apart any time. Mm-hmm. So John hears John now starting to write this poetry that, okay, well we, I guess we are going to go in the studio and this will become a record. This will be a song. Great. But he's writing this serious deep introspection because there's a chance that the remotest chance he may be the only one that ever, see, you know, that's going to be doing it. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be recording it.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I, I still think
0: they thought they would be the Beatles.
1: No, I, I did too, guess. but 99%. I also, if you think about it, '66 is when a lot of the bands they came up with, you know, Jerry and the Pacemakers and, and bands like that, started to fall away. That's you know, true. You know, right. They didn't make the move to whatever next level musically they maybe could have done, or maybe they did not try, and I don't know about it. But you know, the Beatles had started with Revolver, and Revolver wasn't the greatest album in their catalog at that time. Right. You know, now it's become that at least in my mind. But I think that's part of it too. You know, they're they're trying to change things musically. Uh they have a a willing partner with George Martin. Right. And John and Paul, you know, John's living in, you know, the rich part of was it wybridge I guess it was sorry. Weybridge. Weybridge. Yeah. Weybridge. And you know, he's he's seeing Paul going out every night and John's married to a woman, well, you know, maybe he wasn't in love with. Him. Maybe he was at one point. Who knows?
0: He has <laughs> a son. he fallen out of love. Yeah. He right. was, he, and at that point, had already met Yoko. Yes. He, you know, he had met her, but... Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Was but, just, he, but he had
1: seen the other side, so to speak. He liked the artistic side. And I think part of the thing about Paul was that Paul was doing it, and he wasn't. Right. At least, you know, out in the public, which he would eventually start doing with Yoko down on...
0: But over. he was introspective. <laughs> I mean right from the get-go, John, was always introspective in in lyrics. Absolutely, as opposed to Paul, who was not really for the most part. Very rarely, very rarely. But the one thing that's very significant about this release, aside from it being the total polar opposite of Penny Lane in terms of feel and structure, because it was still a song about something tangible, but I think musically... This was so significant, as a Beatle release. That's why when you flip that bouncy little, deceptively simple song, "Penny Lane," over, the minute you get the Mellotron, right. That's also something the Beatles never did. Well, it sounds like a flute. I always thought uh, that's true. Yeah, I thought but it was a but flute. it's yeah, and, and we know it's a. But Mellotron. it sounds
1: like a distorted flute at yeah, the but very when you least. Hear though, that Rob.
0: It, this is, it's almost. Eerie. Well, it's if you you think about it, a minor chord. If you think about it, whoa, it it is eerie. It's eerie,
2: but it's the second time that they've hit us over the head with a strange opening. Because I feel fine that that opening bit of distortion, yes, was also what the hell. Yes, but it's
0: still guitar. This is yeah. But think about it also. Even John singing the way he sings when he opens the song, Let Me Take You Down. It doesn't sound like John. I'm only sleeping. When are we going? But that sounds a lot more like John, the John we knew, as opposed to, because it was slowed down.
2: It was, but it's, yeah, I do agree. I mean, I do agree, look, he did did distort
0: his voice a lot through Leslie Speakers and such. Yes, that's a given. It just didn't sound like a Beatle record at yeah. all. I mean, think about yeah, it. It really true. didn't. No it's matter true. what, I'm only sleeping yeah, no, as much true. as it starts off as when. No. It's still jangly it's guitars. Still, it's still, it's jangly still jangly pop. You're, this you're was absolutely not jangly right. pop. Well, also, you're just the beginning, right. let me take you down. Because I'm going to, and it's not, yeah, it's it's, not an up song. No, it's, it's, he's it, telling you I'm taking you down. Yeah. You don't know he's taking you down the strawberry fields yet. But you just know he's taking you down. If you and stop musically, right, there, right and musically it takes you down. It does. Dun, 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 let me take, take you, down. you down. Right. It yeah. is. So you've. Yeah, sure. Actually, different. it's not Penny Lane. You know, think about it. Penny Lane. Lane is up. Right. Let me take you down totally opposite. Yeah, you flip over and you're you're it does go down noteworthy yeah, strawberry you're absolutely feels. Yeah, right as opposed to Penny Lanes yeah. in my it's just different feel. You you, you put on that A-side and you're you're almost doing the bounce while you, you know, you're walking around town going da, 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 and this one you're like, oh, let me take it's different."
2: Strawberry feels when I was a kid, when I was very little and the first time you heard Strawberry Fields, for whatever reason, at the end, you just felt sad.
0: I don't know if I, I felt I, sad. I, I felt
2: I, sad. I was listening. I would listen to that song when I was a kid, and I would feel a little sad. I, it was almost kind of like I mean, I and not to think as a kid, I was all this, but you kind of felt like, oh, I guess I'm not going to be a little kid forever and ever. Well, right? it's not because it's, it's you know the
0: lyrics. Because here's positive. this
2: adult who's who's looking back on like all this stuff of being a kid and. But it's also no one I think is in my tree, and and you know it was very. But, but
0: think about that. Think seriously. Think about the lyrics, and we're not going to go through every lyric. But I'm. I mean, I know. I mean, I guess it's almost like I dig a pony, but more meaningful. No. Well, hang on. It is more meaningful. Yeah. But yeah. yeah what I mean is, it sounds as if he's lyrically not making sense. You know what he's doing for the very first time. What. He's done *Spaniard*
2: in the works. He's done uh, uh, *Help Me* in his own right. In his own right. Now he's just writing one of the poems with set to music. But it's a lyric.
1: He's going to make and, it and a lyric. It's, it's more straight ahead as a, a song right. too. Right. Right. But it, the, the quirkiness of some of the lyrics or poems from those two books are starting to come through now in his songs.
0: Yeah, but when you Bingo, say, I mean... That's exactly yeah. it. I, I think, mean, I know, I mean... I, what? Well, look at either of the books. I, under- I
2: think I know, I mean, I, yes, but it's all wrong, is right out of something uh, that would have been I either of the books. I understand, but
0: it's... Right. But again, significant because he didn't do that in a Beatles song before. Never. I
2: mean... Never. You get it afterwards. You can't take any other Beatles song prior to Strawberry no. Fields well, and say that so it
0: would have
1: worked in one of his books. Tomorrow so, never knows.
0: No, no, turn off your mind, relax, relax and, and float, float downstream. down It's straightforward. It there's, is not dying. Not, I mean it, it's it, it's there's it's, nothing it's, in it that just juxtaposes like words and still you try to make sense out of a sentence. Yeah. Think right. about it. I mean, there is in strawberry fields. Right. It's right there for you when you sing it. Sometimes you don't even know what to sing because you don't know what he's saying.
2: Right, always I mean, know. Sometimes
1: think it's me. Right, but you're, right. exactly. Yeah. Well, he that's does not fit. He does fit the melody into the bars.
0: Yes, which yeah. is something he did a lot. That's you yes, know. but lyrically, it almost seems like he's trying to fit lyrics into those bars. Right, right. He never well, did that before. stuff like but
2: it's all wrong. I mean, that's right. It could have been mm-hmm. very unique. Approach to hitting lyric for him, you know. It, I think it's, they've done that in,
0: earlier, but we—I uh, I can't point it out right now. But as far as doing something, I think I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, it's a right. what? I mean, yeah, I'd have to look, look at a lyric sheet to even really see what that all is. And I and think, we've heard it a gazillion times, and right. and it's okay because some people still have that. What's it called? When you say, you know, the girl with colitis goes by instead of colitis Right, right, by. right. What's M- it called?
2: Mondegreens. Mondegreens. Yeah, you. when you say wrong lyric.
0: Right, right. And, and, so. and there's so many of that in Strawberry Fields, because I guarantee you, if you ask people to write down the lyrics right now, you ask me to write down the lyrics. I won't do it, right? Right. You really right. have to look at the lyric sheet to understand what he was saying, and I don't think he cared at that point. I mean, it's not a happy song, even though it's harking back to a happy place. In his life, right. it's not a happy song. Well, because you're
2: feeling in a way where he was at the time, uh, it's coming through in the song, and yes. it's also it's also coming through in the fact that uh, you know maybe it's also the idea that how much labor was put into
1: this song also comes through in it a too. lot, a lot. He, he, a lot. The, the uh, demos sound different than the,
0: the well, final I mean, electric guitar. The song hit draining. Yeah.
2: yeah, that Hawaiian even, type yeah, but that's track not even, guitar. But
0: you say Hawaiian, and and you right away you think of happy. When you hear that on the song, it's not a happy guitar sound. You're right. It's not. It almost sounds eerie. Guitar, yeah. It does sound kind of eerie. It does. It's it's an eerie song. I mean, it's you could picture a, a very You don't picture the blue suburban skies. You're right. picturing a much darker day. Yeah, I agree. I, I could picture an overcast day where he's singing nothing to get hung about, and don't forget the production we all know the story of how George Martin married the two John said, Go do it. It was two different keys and he said go do it. And two different two, tempos. Two so. different tempos, yeah. I mean, which is, which even is very odd. But it, if you listen at that minute mark where, you know, it changes, it's slowed down and again I think it even sounds more eerie because you, now you know John what that reminds is me of? Scary. It reminds sounding. me
1: of the Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy opens the door and it's black and yes, white to color. To color. And it's a perfect name. And, and even the topic, you know, the way the song begins and it gets weirder once that minute starts and it gets heavier and it gets, you know, Joringo's drums come in heavier and you get that great arrangement that George Martin did which totally changed the whole song. And I think if he doesn't do that arrangement, it stays more an acoustic. But to me... Yes. Yeah, as to me, final it's the opposite release. of
0: Wizard of Oz. To me, it's John's color for let me take you down and then when it goes to let me take you with that voice it goes to black and white for me it gets haunting so, so it, to me it's is, almost yeah. like yeah, it, yeah it's almost like a haunting hitchcock movie now where it's yeah. black and white and it was colorful it was like do well, and then all of a sudden it goes to black and white and, for me and also the personally. drums come in heavy and it's
2: almost a march yeah it is. the drums come in and it's like a march and it gives you a very uh
1: foreboding feeling it's it's not a happy feeling yeah there's Maybe something that's that... but those, they... those cellos too aren't happy sounding cellos. but even no. the horns yeah. Mm,
0: it's not, yeah it's not it's de- not de- de- yeah. like penny lane now it's, mm, you know it's a staccato horn and a very aggressive bum dun 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 like yeah, that's true. it's totally not that's it's true the, so opposite 180 of
1: penny lane well, it's i think the great matching of the instruments to the feeling of the song, which is a, yes. a downer type of thing. and
0: But, you know, the funny thing is, when you listen to the first demos with the acoustic, right. it's a very pretty, almost across-the-universe type song in, and, way, in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Almost, yeah. It could have been, true. if he would have just done it that way instead of having the heaviness, yeah. it really could have been, a, I want to say air quotes here, people, pretty, it's still pretty in yeah. its own way. I think it's pretty heavy. But it's still pretty, but it could have been a nice acoustic because he's strumming nicely. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing along and no heavy drums. And it's so funny. They, George and Paul harmonizing, you know, ah, when they're doing it in the demos. Right. There's no way you could put that harmony in the finished version. No. Where would it fit? It would make it sound too sweet. And I don't think John wanted sweet for this. Maybe that's why he had them drop it. Yeah. Because now it's heavier, yeah. no sweet, no. and not acoustic. Well, when so you hear... From, the whole song yeah. went
2: 180. When you hear the demos, and this is one thing that we'll point out, that they're on... Is it Anthology 2 or 3? It's Anthology two. Two, two, 2.
1: On Anthology 2, there is an extensive The coverage. only part of the whole anthology where you see a song go from A to Yeah, almost know, in Inception. Progress yeah, yeah. from John's... Which right. you wish they did a little more of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have any of that. I mean... Unless you get to the not guilties and stuff like that, and Maxwell Silverhammer, right. maybe there wasn't forty five hours to choose from, of songs like All I've Got to Do or Hold Me Well, Tight that's, that's or, different. You know, those are, I'm just saying. Those are takes. But, I mean, maybe there weren't songs other, th- and they did. They gave us eight days a week, right? You know, the stuff like that where it was different, and some of the, like And I Love Her. That maybe that's all they had. But Strawberry Fields might have been the first time that the other Beatles agreed to do that much, working and reworking on a song.
2: Where I was going was that on the anthology, too, you start with an acoustic demo, you work your way to a full finished version, little by little, well, they, and then you, They yeah. sort of married yeah, everything they together marry together different that last they takes you know. and things like that, which is, you know, interesting. I don't necessarily approve 100%, but what else could they do, really? Right. But you see the song go from something that would have been, in a way, something that sounded sort of like a happy reminiscence to something that comes off as, as the heavy piece that we know it as later. And you you can hear it and feel it as instruments are being added. You could probably hear as John maybe in a way John was afraid to sound too reminiscent, to sound too well, vulnerable, I, to sound too oh I miss this place and have it just be as simple as that. Maybe there needed to be a uh, an addition of of kind of maybe a, a fear of going back to your own beginning, a fear that it's too far gone. A, a, Who knows? But John had to inject this reminiscence because it's accompanied lyrically by all this confusion of what I was when I was a child and whether I was a a, a loner or whether
1: I was... A
0: genius. A genius, a a frustrated genius, and and had to... Do something to make it dark. But think about this, and I know I like to do this a lot, but I'm going to do it here. I did it on Penny Lane. I'm going to do it on this. I'm not. Strawberry
2: say... Fields was a prostitute. No.
0: But... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, and I'm not going to say, imagine if John gave Strawberry Fields to Paul to do Musical.ly. That's different, because I don't think John would have done it. This is a very personal song. Uh, sorry, John. Uh, what the hell is this then about uh, no, always, no, well, know sometimes? Well, well, what? No, uh, think about...
1: Paul does own the Melotron now. Yeah, he yes. does. So.
0: Uh, think about this, though. Because we brought it up, imagine if if you hear the beginning of Across the Universe with that boom, 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 and then let me take you, you know, a nice acoustic just like that, a happy remembrance of Strawberry Fields. So right. you want to do a mashup? Right. No, I don't want to do a mashup. I'm just saying if he would have... Approached it that way well, you like look, he tried
2: listen to any of the early takes right and had he just
0: followed any of those through That's what I mean if you followed it through maybe it. Maybe it would have coming across the universe Yeah, but happier, he, but and a much happier tune. He needed to do something. He needed to I, I th- think he needed I
1: to capsize th- th- that in many ways. It's almost not, not a direct sequel to help But an indirect okay. sequel where he's looking back about when things were different and he, this time he picked a place, a specific place, where he was happy, instead of just talking about needing help. And when I was younger,
0: and this, not, this not is, only in his mind, like this this there's is, a place.
1: This is specifically saying well, in
2: his mind, there's no I was sorrow. Happy here. I don't think so. In my mind, there's no sorrow. Don't well, you know he that he was naive
0: so? when he wrote that? Yeah, right. But he, but he still, there's a place where I can go. Stubborn feelings. No, but well, at that point, it was his mind. Later on, he remembered there's a place I can go. Well, it's Strawberry Fields well, it's if I want to be mind,
1: ha- Right, because his mind was a friggin' mess probably at that at point. At that point, yeah. He was doing a lot yeah. of drugs. Anyway, we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be back right after this.
2: Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free For All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books... Beetle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beetle show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob can be found through all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook.
0: And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beetle show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beetle Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash whpc. And also look for it on tunein.com. Antonio Truguardo is the host of 4F, free format
1: for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time and also at www.wcwp.org. Also, available on TuneIn.com. And now we're back as we continue to talk about the other side of Penny Lane. We're talking about Strawberry Fields. Forever. Mm -hmm. Even though the place where John hung out was actually Strawberry Fields. And he added the S to it. So, it's just something.
0: And I'm also going to say that uh, the Beetle cartoon, because, you know, I know about the Beetle cartoons. The last one was Strawberry Fields. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, no, nope, partially, 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 because actually the animators had no clue that it was called Strawberry Fields Forever, and they just called it Strawberry Fields. <laughs> so on the cartoon, it doesn't say forever. So really, a great cartoon, though. If you, I mean, old joking cartoon. aside, yeah. you know, it's probably it one of my favorite cartoon. Beatles cartoons because it shows the Beatles at the Salvation Army camp yeah. uh, and making it a better place just by singing. And it's it's weird because it's, I know it's a little off topic, but it's still Damn. part of the, the actual cartoon shows the 64 Beatles singing this song. So it's kind of weird. Well, Didn't John have glasses in that? It, right. it was the only one where he had right. glasses but most of the episode he doesn't. Right. So it's kind of weird to see the 64 mop tops singing Strawberry Field. Well that's
1: I think a good place to talk about the promotional film. Sure. And if you think about it, that's if you, there's there's the two parallel universes for the Beatles. You know the 64 mop tops you know, and then the more inward-looking Beatles of 1967, which is what the promotional film showed a lot more than the cartoon did. Right.
0: Yeah, and right. it's funny enough because the film was directed by a friend of Klaus Vormann's, and we know Klaus was very close with the Beatles since the early days, and right. he also did the cover for Revolver. Um, and the anthology. And the anthology, right. But they were filming in Seven Oaks where they they also filmed Penny Lane. And it was at this time, John went into an antiques gallery and actually purchased a poster for Pablo Fanci's Circus Royal that would inspire Being for the Benefit and of Mr. Kite. Kite,
1: Which literally, he just
0: copied Took off the off poster. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of weird because, you know, this promotional film, we know they needed this A and B side or A side single to go before Sgt. Pepper. But I didn't know until doing research for this that because of this single, it actually brought to life another song on Pepper. Right. And if right. it hadn't been, maybe if they weren't pushed to do these two songs quickly and just included them on the next album and didn't do this video, maybe Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite doesn't exist. It is a definitely a weird, different, different video. Again, not a performance video.
2: Right. Right.
0: If you're watching Penny Lane again, they're walking around the town and on horses. Different. This one, uh, eyeballs and, and. But think about. And, but
2: think about the whole idea. Right? Isn't it, it, it funny? Fits the song. Completely. I mean, had you taken the straightforwardness of Penny Lane, and gummed it up with all kinds of bizarre special effects and match cuts and light to dark and reverse animation of Paul jumping up to land back in the right. tree again. You know, had you done that in Penny Lane when it worked, it just would have felt funny. To me the the promotional film I mean, film, if as you called, had, right, if you had done if, the fireman rushing in maybe in right. fast motion or something, oh Different. ha, that would have been funny. But
1: to me the images of the promotional film fit the film and the song better than maybe Penny Lane. Penny Lane sort of a little more random. Yes. Strawberry Field seems to match a little more of well, what right what the song was about and even the feel of the song the way it just well think know, about the, the, musically the way it's focused
2: definitely and, and penny lane tells that little bit of the story yeah of you know there they are they're walking they land they have the tea you know there's a little yeah. bit of something but there but
0: musically think about it musically there's backward symbol right in strawberry fields right and, and which is how penny lane ends yeah the yes very good point right well, that ends with just a simple flourish. But you're right. Backwards symbol and strawberry fields, but also backwards imaging in the video. Paul mm. jumping up. Right. A lot of that was right. going on. So it, th- true. it does fit the feel of the song. It's animation, quick cuts. You right. know, really, it's much more than just, you know, that stop motion animation, the jump cuts, the definitely reverse film effects, fit the weirdness. And I'm saying weirdness out of respect. Right of the song.
2: But there is some randomness there too though, the idea of them, you know, why are you pouring the paint on the piano? You know, I mean, there's that's, some randomness. That's very there. true. And that's something that kind of makes no sense in a way in the video. I mean, there's it does fit, but it also fits to the sense that there is a randomness. Yeah. And yet they walk off together at the end. John's the whole song talking about John being very alone.
0: Well, it's a and, very together video. And it's a very together video, right? But it is a of, group video. Yep. Really, for a John song, they never single out John. Well, I mean, they single out each one with the. John eyes is singled and, out
2: more in Penny Lane when they correct. go meet John yeah, than yeah, he true. is in this right, one. Right, but in really. this
0: one, it's really a group effort. I think the fact that they did such a weird video where they're doing the paint over and they're all like running towards you, weird and slow and jump cuts. I think they were all so into it because it was totally different than anything they'd ever done, including Penny Lane. Well, it's an acid version
2: of the Running, Jumping, Standing Still film.
0: Yes, it is, which was Richard Lester's introduction to the Beatles. Right. Real for a hard day's night. Right. But I think that the video was so different, you couldn't just have John being alone in this. No. You, know, you really no, couldn't. No, way. And I don't think John wanted to be no, alone in this. No. It was a group effort. Yeah, oh, it's very whole, much a group effort. They, they, musically, the whole, this musically this
2: one, it is. And that's true. You're pointing out, Robin, away. It's funny, but we were talking during the Penny Lane episode. You're talking about, is that song a group effort? And... This song really is a group effort. Yeah, more yeah, than it is. more yeah. so than than yeah. Penny Lane. Really, if you think about it musically, yeah. you can feel each of the
1: musicians' unique presence in the song.
0: Well, you hear and well, you hear guitars from George. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: very interesting guitar solo in a, in a way. It's not like a traditional solo right. Right at the end of the song where. It sort of mixes with the cellos very but it well. It works beautifully. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, but it's it's a different yeah. solo for it's George. It's not a
2: real solo. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's, it's, it's almost like it's a... It's not jarring. It's almost like it's awakening. You hit that... It's almost like a... Um, it, it brings light into it in a way. You know, the whole song's been... that. Guitar note because the the twang of
1: it, it and the it's a very different and then it goes very, into the, the cellos and then like what sounds like a piano the eerie cellos. and, and, and then the, it, yeah. it's it's a weird collection of the way the music goes from one to the other it it all sounds like it's all one piece
0: yes now think about yes. this again what ifs think about the ending of Strawberry Fields all right and when they come back and they do you know I buried Paul all right. Now it's on pepper. Cranberry sauce, dude. Cranberry sauce. Okay, you sauce. know what I mean. <laughs> but now it's on pepper. And the next song is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds.
1: No, I don't place it there. Yep. Nope.
0: I'm not saying it. I'm not say, I am just now. I did just oh, now. Okay. It doesn't mean you are. Okay. But I just did. I place it
2: I place it right before the Sgt. Pepper
1: reprise. No, I don't.
2: I mean, I place it at, you know.
1: Well, I've always placed Petty Lane at the end of side one and Strawberry Fields at the beginning of side two. Just because it has no, that. No, you open. can't have
0: Penny Lane the beginning of Stro- side one. At the end of side one. Of oh, side
1: oh I'm sorry. The end of side one, and end then one. would then you'd flip it over, and then you hear Strawberry Fields. You know what? The problem is a way you put within you without you. Right. That's within Georgia you song. without you is
0: a perfect side opener because yeah. it's so different. But, but if you let have me pe- take it, you down is if like if you have that on there, then you got to think. Yeah. Uh, I may bump George because this is your. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, would what George, do you do? Yeah, we, would you, that have even made the album? Well, we would had to because it's the only song.
2: Well, we're and we're talking about the fact, too... That it was supposed that, to be on Pepper. That it was originally supposed to be on Pepper, as
1: was Penny Lane. Maybe he goes back um, and changes the lyrics to only If Penny song, Lane is on which Pepper, is a good maybe song.
0: When, when I'm 64 is not.
1: Maybe. I'll give That's, you that, okay. yes. Yeah, if
2: Penny Lane then is then on maybe. Pepper, maybe you would have lost When I'm 64. You're and maybe for that a becomes B-side. a B-side. Right. Yeah. There you go. So.
1: Right.
0: Wow, I mean, the, the impact of these two songs... And we'll get to the critical reception in a minute, but the impact of these two songs on the Beatles' career at that point is so major, and we just take it for granted that it was a a single.
1: Well, I think, uh, you know what it does? It sets up Pepper. If Pepper didn't have these two songs be released as a single four months earlier, you know, maybe Pepper isn't as welcomed as it was. Or as a landmark album. you know, it's very funny
2: because if you think about the reaction, and the Beatles... I don't know if they necessarily knew this, but the Beatles obviously were were getting feedback. Okay, they were getting feedback from their their fellow musicians, peers. They were getting feedback from people like Jefferson Airplane and people like. And, Would and, they be
1: considered peers at that time? In '66? Uh, 60, uh, no, not in '66. No,
2: not in '66. That is true. They didn't get the feedback from them till after Pepper. Right, you're absolutely right. But where I'm going is that. And I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit when it comes to how it affected people, but oh,
0: this is a perfect place for it.
2: You know, it's notorious that Brian Wilson's reaction to Strawberry Fields was was profound. I mean, it it shook him to his very foundation. Um, so much so that it it disrupted Brian's plans for Smile. Yeah. It Brian showed. was going to make yeah Brian was going to create the ultimate piece of music, but he In was very way, much you
1: know he didn't have a partner. No, with, he didn't. To write a regular part of the way John oh, and Paul absolutely. and Paul and John.
2: But he still, you know, the, the Beatles were his competition, and he admired the Beatles greatly and, and was very affected by their work. Strawberry Fields blew him away so much, and he was already having problems with this, you know, nasty bastard child of smile that was driving him crazy, that the album ended up getting shelved because he was so freaked out by Strawberry Fields so there again, talk about the significance of a song on music history. Yeah, just on that, yeah. Just that alone, just a smile, the, the, you know, Brian's, quote, masterpiece that became the lost masterpiece. One of the reasons why it was shelved was because of Pepper. There's a great thing about the reaction that Mark Lindsay had to it. Yeah. Mark and the Raiders were a huge band. Terry Melcher played it for Mark Lindsay. Mark Lindsay said, now what the f*** are we going to do? And and the idea being, you had this piece of music that was now absolutely definitive of where the new direction could well, conceivably go. But think about it; it screwed with the Beatles too. It did, and, oh, it and did.
1: well, I think one of the things it screwed with John. I think it is, where where it affected music in general is is that the Beatles released this as a single. Meaning, they think it's going to get top 40 radio play, that people, kids are going to buy it, That's and right. they're going to accept it. These two songs, compared to what's going on, are really out there. <coughs> and that's and especially
0: true. no, if you think about what's going on, Penny Lane is a pop single people can latch on to. Strawberry Fields but, is an album cut. Yeah, but those those horns weren't being used in top forty. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it, it wasn't it's different. It's those
1: horns that were, and but I think, it was more accessible. And then. I think what happened was that other bands said, okay, we got to put out something that we think the public will accept. And that's where some of that psychedelic stuff where it started to go sure. in different places where wasn't top 40 anymore. Right. And right. but by sort of putting the flag down in the ground and saying we think these are is these are going to be popular songs, not just songs we like, but popular songs where everyone's going to be singing them or buying them. I think that was it was a very brave thing. I don't think they thought about it at the time. I think it was just right. cuz they had three songs in the can and they needed two of them to be released as a Well, song. they weren't thinking about it. Yeah.
0: Would you they would, were you, forced. would yeah. you've
2: had the audacity of a band putting out White Rabbit as a single. Would RCA Records have dared to put out something like White Rabbit as a single Wasn't if the it? Beatles had not had oh. the audacity to put out Strawberry Fields well, and Sgt. Pepper? Well, there
0: you go. Did you know, they did they change not only did they change, you know, music because it has to be one of the defining works of the psychedelic rock genre. Absolutely. But, but did they also change the perception of record companies that now they can put out album cuts as singles? Yeah, I think right. So. Right. You have well, all right. To. Now, and right because now, that's what now it's accepted. You're not going to put out. We talk about Keith at ninety eight point six. Right. You know, or Good Morning Starshine. Right. You know. Right. Those are cute. and Those are around the same time. Right. But those ain't the Beatles. And now, what do you do if you want to top the Beatles or at least equal the Beatles? What do you put out? Of I mean, course. Really? You're of not course. putting out these cutie pop songs. And the funny part of it is
2: now, we talked, those of you who heard our Penny Lane show, we talk about the fact that this single was, quote, a sales disappointment in that it was the first single not to reach number one. In Great Britain. In Great in Britain. Great but Britain. here's another reason why, and this is something that doesn't come up a lot the fact that because it was a double A. It was split and counted as two different singles. Right. Right. But that was something they did back
1: then. They did do back then, but granted, okay, so It wasn't until 69 when it became... Unified. Unified.
2: But again, you're looking at the fact that had either one of them been an A side with a different B, and they didn't have to split the sales...
0: They would have went to number one. They would have went to number one.
2: If you had Penny Lane as an A side with When I'm 64 as a B side, or... Fill in the blank if you've got troubles. I don't know. Give me an <laughs> outtake. I don't know. And and you threw that on a single, and would it have gone to number one? Probably. Yep. Could Strawberry Fields have gone to number one? Probably. Yes. And again, that idea we brought up where it fit on the Rolling Stone list of 500 greatest songs of all time. While Penny Lane places in the 400s, I think it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, 456. 456. Strawberry Fields, which charted lower Lower. when the single came out, places at number
0: 76. See, I give it 71.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I give it 57. It's got a good beat. You could dance to it. I give it 85. But,
0: But the difference is that Time Magazine hailed the song as, quote, the latest sample of the Beatles' astonishing inventiveness. For Time Magazine to say that... Was right. that at the v- time? Right. Was that at the, yeah. uh, from 67? Yeah, so, yeah okay. so think about that. My God, it was... And it was three weeks after its release that they said that. I mean, think about Time Magazine. Right. Doing, you know... Well, Time the,
1: Magazine at that point was starting to hop on some of the hip things that were going on in the world. They were they were starting to change so a little. I'd be different. curious to see what Bernstein's
2: comments were about these tracks in particular. I know Bernstein had a, uh, an affection for... Uh, Bernstein. Uh, Leonard Bernstein. Oh, Leonard. I thought
0: you meant Woodward. And. Uh. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nice. Well, well, Carl Bernstein reviewed mu- rock music, too, at one point. So. Oh, here we go. Did
0: he really? Yeah, Six Degrees of the Beatles. There you go.
1: But think about it. And also, another thing this came out in February. What happens if the Beatles said, well, let's wait another month? You know, we're in the middle of recording. Let's say A Day in the Life. They record that in February. Is the B side? Who knows? It's not a double A side. It's, it's interesting. You know what choice of songs they would have had additional. Well, don't forget though, you know? they wouldn't have capsized
2: their album project. They would have really started to have to bastardize. If if yeah, if, since maybe maybe since not since Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane were recorded first. Right, right. I, I think the chips fell where they had to. They had mm, to. And it is the
0: it, and it is interesting that, yeah that you you EMI know, said, hey, that.
1: we need a single. This is six mo- seven months after their last single. Right. Really, not a long time.
0: But they maybe they're a little worried. In
2: Beetle years, that's a dog's age. I know My that. God,
0: That's you know, the Beatles are putting out a single every two months or yeah. you know, or every Seemingly, month,
2: yeah. So this is you know that was just a- astonishing for
1: us to be without Beatles product for that long. The yeah. nerve of them to do that. It's interesting how. It- Part of the way we look at the song has to do with the fact that there was marketing to be done. Yes. It wasn't just, well, we need a a great song that moves uh, the goalposts a little bit for popular music. But
0: there was no marketing for these other than the two promo films. When I talk
1: about marketing, I mean getting more product out
0: there. I understand, but it's funny because there wasn't really—I think even Capital said, what the hell do I do with this? Well, think
1: about this. This was the first time— in Great Britain, they would had a picture sleeve.
2: Yes, and if you, and the ad was quite beautiful. The yeah. ad was the four young Beatles. Yeah, so and, it was and, a very very sweet and, and, promotional and America campaign copied for the, it. the
1: British uh, picture sleeve.
2: Yeah, and so, and so really, if you think about it, it was one of the first times that the campaign was very smart. If anything, I mean, granted, it wasn't over the top as a campaign, but. You know, it couldn't be at that time, and you didn't need it for a beetle work. But the campaign, because it was based on that picture sleeve with the four baby Beatles,
0: picture of them in the studio, with the poles, right. with the lights and with the, the yeah. light from the back. Which yeah, is but great also yeah. it is one of my favorite pictures ever of the Beatles. That whole session is great. But mustaches. Right. Think about the last single. What was the last single? We just said it. only submarine. Yellow submarine. Them. What was that U.S. picture sleeve? It was yeah. them as the mop top Beatles, yep. Yep. and right. all of a sudden. Now you're getting mustaches, and, and it, right. they look totally different. Well, you got the
1: mustache, and you, know, you got the promotional film where they have the mustaches also. It's different, but right. also you know, the pictures of them as, as babies also has you know a reflection type of looking back at a I mean. younger time for them. That's what I mean. You know, That's why you know. I'm saying it was, it's
2: it was an absolutely fantastic promo campaign for the song to have the two songs that look back on their childhoods. Yeah, you know, with that as the photos. I just want to toss out very quickly, though, too. If you can get access to any of the Dutch imports you know that are available out there, and you can hear Strawberry Fields in its entirety, hear the whole 30, 35 minutes worth of various sessions that we've come up with over the years and grabbed from all the different sources, um, a lot of, you know, people on the internet are compiling them and things like that. You know, hear it. You know, give, give
0: yourself a, a the opportunity. It. It's worth it to it's listen to. It's not all to. the same stuff. Yes, there are some monitor mixes. Yeah. Right. And you get bored of that. Right. You do. Get. But when you hear John's progression yeah, of that, the Yeah, that like
2: fort that 15 or 16 minutes that's just John's progressions of the work. Is really. Definitely give yourself a chance to yeah. hear
1: it. One of my favorite lines from the whole song is, "Is nothing is real and nothing to get hung about. Yeah, It's such a disconnecting line where, okay, nothing is real, but don't worry about it.
2: Well, there, and there's, also well apparently, there's a Mimi connection uh, with There's that. a Mimi connection because Mimi used to basically say, you know, like, the, I don't know, was it don't she hang out to there hang him and, or don't, yeah, no, right, she'd say, right, don't, right. I, I'm going to hang you, know, I'm going to hang you, you, if yeah, you, yeah, you, nothing you know, I'm going to get catch hung you, about. and he'd say, what's the problem? This is nothing to get hung about.
1: I'm, right, I'm right. out
2: playing around in the yeah, field. Yeah, she used to say, don't play out there, I'll hang you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, she's leaving
1: home. Also John said took quotes from Mimi directly right <laughs> you know? right amazing that Mimi could continue to be an inspiration like hey that. She seemed like uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> tough old broad But <laughs> you will do this yeah. but the, you know the other
2: catch too. Uh, again as we relate back to what we we're talking about in the penny Lane part of the uh, this double-a side Different version. You had the very first time the German stereo version ran longer than all the other versions, yep. and you heard you actually ended up hearing the cranberry sauce
1: twice at the right. end, a much longer fade. Wasn't that the? It, it faded out and then came back. Wasn't that in the? German? It fades out. Yeah. Comes
2: well, yeah, and it comes or back. In but the normal song, In yeah. the normal one, but you hear the, the cranberry
1: sauce and you hear coming cranberry sauce. Almost like sauce. the anthology at the end, yeah. But the anthology, it's definitely cranberry sauce. They redid the microphone. Yeah, you, they, the mic yeah, on you that can much hear it better.
0: Oh yeah, you I can, can it. hear it. Which so.
1: changes the whole Paul is dead thing a little bit, but... Uh, well, Paul was dead, but he's buried in cranberry sauce. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you're trying to tell you. <laughs> Gee. I buried yeah. Paul in, in cranberry, cranberry sauce. sauce. <laughs> and it Must is, have been Thanksgiving. And speaking of Paul, when he uh, was on one of his tours, or I guess it was in 90, he was in Liverpool, and he did a medley of help. And messed up the lyrics. Well, yeah, he did that. Then he goes into Strawberry Fields. Right. And, and messed then he, up the lyrics. And then he did... It was a tribute to John... Give Peace a Chance. It really was the only right. But you wish that maybe, you can understand why he did that. He wanted to keep it Lennon-McCartney. He wanted to show John, Give Peace a Chance, the anthem writer. But if he'd picked another song, like Isolation, or, uh, you know, no. he, not that he would play it there, right. but something a little more introspective well, than Give Peace I, a there, Chance. He was in Liverpool. Because help does go into Strawberry Fields Forever very well.
0: Well, the way Paul did it. Yes, yes. Because it's a medley. It's yeah, a slow version. Yes, he slowed it down, almost
1: like Tina Turner's version. Right, and away, John did record a version on
0: some of his uh, lost Lennon tapes. Probably. Yes, but for that, there was no way he could do anything else because he's in Liverpool for the first right. time, and right. so that that's a significant yeah, that, was a that.
1: Yeah, but you wish he he picked help, which was a hit, but it's also introspective. Strawberry Fields. You know. But
0: he's in Liverpool, yeah. So no, yeah. and Strawberry well, Field is there. So. He did
1: Hippie Hippie Shake years later. Well, come the... on. Well, that was there, too.
0: Yeah. Mm. No, <laughs> that's you know the Hippie Hippie Shake Shack. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. That was sh- at city Field, right? <laughs> no, thank you.
0: And, and, uh, <laughs>
1: that's a burger chain in the United States, folks, for, for those of you wondering. For yeah. those who are wondering where Shake, shake city Shack field is. Yeah, anyway. Live in New York City. Anyway, I think if we hit everything... We don't have to rate it because we all give it a 10. Yeah, that's true. We didn't rate the other one. We don't don't have to.
0: to. Well, we never rate the singles. No, we don't have to. We give it a 10. Well, sometimes. We give it a 10.
1: Anyway, that's just about it for our
0: look at the song
1: Strawberry Fields Forever. My name is Rob Leder, and I've been today's moderator, joined today by Mr. Tony Triguardo. Take care, folks. And Mr. Mitch Axelrod. Cranberry sauce. Thank you very much. And, of course, if you want to leave a message on our Facebook page or Call our comments me. page, please do. We'd love to hear what you think about Strawberry Fields Forever and uh, your, your opinion of it. Take care until They're
0: next time. They're all going to like it, Bob. <laughs> Maybe they hate it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Some people, you know, there's always a, the contrarian Tell out there. Tell us how
0: much you like it on our Facebook page. Goodbye.
1: Fab Four Free For All was edited and
2: produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York.
0: The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.
1: And today we're doing the other side of the a double A-sided single. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. wait, You gotta do that again? You meant the A-double A-double A?
1: -A. (laughs) Just do it again. And today we're going to look at the other side of the double-sided A-side single.
0: That doesn't sound right. Double-sided A-sided. No, just say the double A-side. We're looking at the other side of the double (laughs) A-side. Oh my God. Say it again. Sorry. Shut up.
1: And today we're looking at the two sided no oh. <laughs> that makes it sound like this three sided single.
0: The uh, reception to this song. The reception and then was the, man, lovely. the wedding and then The reception was good. That's when the two antennas, what, the antennas got married. Th- oh, the wedding was good, bad, but the, the reception, reception was, was awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Boink. <laughs>
2: if it was a if it was
0: a sitcom it would be Boink! Boink. <laughs> I love that. Two antennas got married on the roof. The wedding sucked, but the reception was great. <laughs> <laughs> are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh, now there's a tag. Awesome. Tag you're it. <laughs> tag you're it. Boink. A skin tag. <laughs> As seen on TV. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Here we go. He's reading the booklet. <laughs> Would you put your glasses on?
1: I, I can't read anymore. Go, go to the classes. window. Go to
0: the window. Not a bit uh, like Cagney. Uh, go
1: to the window. <laughs> the window is open and everyone's climbing in. <laughs>
0: the party's happening now. <laughs> what? Here, yeah, There's a party the in my pants and you're all invited. <laughs> <laughs> There's a party in Mitch's Pants,
1: <laughs> and everyone's invited, but everyone's going home now. <laughs> in, the the in the early 80s, there was a band called
2: Snatch that had an album <laughs> out called If the Parties in Your Mouth Were Coming.
1: <laughs> no, they didn't. Yes, I
0: swear, <laughs> <laughs> I swear
1: to God.
0: Oh, it's as bad as you can tune a piano, but you can't tune, tune a fish. fish. That's a good title. Well, that's All R.E.O. Well. Ario, Let's Speed go! Dealing. Come okay, on, we go. gotta finish okay, this okay, damn show. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Betty's gonna get fan mail. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you put a picture of her waving Betty to the camera. Chocolato. Hi! Betty <laughs> what are you doing, kids? <laughs> can't pronounce your last name, I'm gonna pronounce hers. <laughs> it's the same one. <laughs> oh my <I> god. Know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. We it's, it's the witching
0: oh. hour. Wow. It's the Mitching hour. The Mitching hour. Come on, can we finish this damn yeah. show? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Okay. All right, we're we gotta back. Finish we're, the back. Show. we're back. Let's. All right, great. Start come on. Stuts is eat.
1: Stuts is eat, Mitch. Stop the Z. mean, to be quiet. I'm so used saying, yeah.
0: start the Z. Hey, I know what a putz is, and start I'm, the I'm, Z-D. I'm, I'm Well, not, you know, it takes either? one to know one. Well, start the Z. <laughs> Stop the Z. The <laughs> 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 there we go. I'm hungry. <laughs>
1: I'm hungry, too. I didn't have Me too. I didn't dinner. have any dinner.
0: I had two bananas. I had two, I had two pieces had of cheese <laughs> and two
1: cans of soda.
0: She had two uh, bananas. She had two bananas. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. I hey, banana right banana, down here. Hey. Hey. One banana, okay. two <laughs> banana, three <laughs> banana four. <food. laughs> <Tra-la-la. laughs> I spoke lots of guns and I went to smoke some more. Stop. Oh, Can okay. we do the show? Terrible. <sighs>
1: okay. We all quiet? No. Okay. Slap yourself a couple of times. Okay. Okay, come on. And now we're back. Anyway, I think we hit everything with it. I think we did, think unless we, uh, you've we, got we, one more thing, Columbo. I don't know. We've we talked about the promotional film. We talked about the tracks on the anthology yeah, too. We did. We talked about Paul covering it. Anyway, that's just about it for our look at the song "Strawberry Fields Forever." Twice. And,
0: what? We recapped, so we did. We looked at it twice. <laughs> well, the recap was something
1: else. I was just seeing if we forgot it. I'm editing out the recap, don't, so we're don't leaving don't this all leave, in. Leave the recap
0: in. Stop. Tell there. us how much you like it on our Facebook page. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry. We hate <laughs> People are going to go, I hate it. That song sucks. <laughs> that song is the worst piece of sh** I've I ever had. The Beatles, I, uh, yeah, I, really, I really, Beatles. I, really, I really hate the Beatles.